you're here. I'm pleased. I really dig your company. Hey guys, welcome to Just Say Podcast. It get better and better every week, right? I'm trying. I don't know. Thank you for coming. I want to shout out all of you guys who have been listening from the beginning. And then um, everybody who's new, welcome to the podcast. Make sure that you are subscribing to this podcast if you have not done so already. Also, if you are on iTunes, you can go ahead on and hit the pause button. Rate and review this down at the bottom. Just scroll on down. You can see it. Actually, you can still listen and do it. Um, Go ahead on and give me those five stars because you love me. And then (laughs) you can go ahead on and write a review. I will love to to read what you feel, guys. Like, I'm so serious. So, also, don't forget, I'm out here on these uh, internet streets. So, I'm on Instagram at Just Saying Podcast. I'm also on Facebook at Just Saying Podcast. I'm also on Twitter, Just Saying Podcast. I'm hitting you everywhere I could possibly think about it, guys, just so that you know. (laughs) So, now that we got the business out of the way, let's see what we did this weekend. All right, guys, so, you know, we got to talk about the weekend. (laughs) I didn't do anything this weekend. Like, for real, I tried to do nothing this weekend. It was mad cold. Here, um, we were supposed to get a storm on Saturday. So, I didn't do anything because I, like, I planned to do absolutely nothing because I thought I was going to be snowed in. But it was an invisible storm and no snow showed up. (laughs) Like so many things that I was supposed to do were already canceled. Like I didn't even cancel them. There were like things that I was a rehearsals I was supposed to go to, um, an event that I was supposed to attend, and everything was canceled because everybody thought that the storm was coming, right? And like the stores were mad empty. There wasn't nothing in the stores. I went to a store just to get, you know, not the essentials. I was getting stuff to make macaroni and cheese that I wasn't supposed to be eating but I did because I thought I was going to be snowed in and I wanted some comfort food no lie um (laughs) full disclosure but yeah the stores were empty they didn't have the store that I went to anyway was empty and they didn't have really anything in there so um all all day Saturday I stayed in the house now I did some cleaning um No, that's not true. I went to the store because I did go to the store on Saturday. Because, one, I was like, ain't nobody going to be at the store. Everybody is waiting for the storm. So, let me run back out to the store on Saturday. Now, Friday I went and there wasn't nothing there. But I went to the grocery store, right? But then Saturday I went to, like, um, not Walmart. I went to another store. I went to Big Lots. Okay, so I was at Big Lots and I was just, like, looking for, you know, like, cleaning products and whatnot. And, um... So I did go there and then I bought some, you know, some items. But other than that, that was probably like a good hour long trip. I was in the house cleaning, hanging up pictures, um, you know, just doing regular things that remember like the Saturday morning cleanup. I don't ever have time to do the Saturday morning cleanup. It'd be like the Saturday midday cleanup. But this this day I did have a chance to do an earlier cleanup. I did, you know, some put some music on. I got the dancing. I was cleaning. Ow. Ow, right? But um, then I just watched TV, and I was on the phone, like, all day, y'all. Until Saturday night, when my girl Ayala came on TV. I hope y'all are watching it, because... We're going to talk about it next week. I'm not talking about it this week because it's a two-parter. And I feel like I want to wait until I get all of the information before I come on here and start talking about stuff. Because I feel like I'm, I might say some things that are irrelevant to the story because I don't have the complete story. So, you know, I know some of you thought that you were going to get an Ayala today, but you not because... We're going to wait till next week. So if you're not watching, if you haven't seen it already, go hit on and watch it. Um, it's an interesting story. I'm not going to talk about it like I said. So you want to watch it. So I did watch Ayanla. And other than that, I carried myself back to my bed <laughs> and 
watch some more stuff that I was watching on Amazon Prime. Oh, guys, if y'all got some stuff that's on um, TV that you think I should look at, let me know. I um, I have like I watch a lot of my stuff on Hulu, Amazon Prime, and um, Netflix. So if you guys have some good shows, you can go ahead on and hit me up in those DMs because you know. They waiting for you <laughs> and let me know how you feeling about some of the stuff that, you know, you guys are watching. So then Sunday, um, we got a message on Facebook that said that we, my, my church has more than one service. I was told on Facebook that the first service was canceled. Now I don't go to the first service anyway. It's way too early for me, but for the people who were going they were out of luck that it said that you know there was only going to be the second service well by the time i woke up there was like there was snow and like ice and it was mad cold so the second service was canceled i woke up i got a text message that said hey church canceled i said oh all right <laughs> i got back in the bed but i had a wonderful um conversation with somebody who is very special to me and that that went on like throughout the day so um that was cool again on Saturday Sunday I was in the house and Sunday in the house I mean I did not leave at all no no thank you I wasn't interested <laughs> I just I it was way too cold there was nothing that I needed at all that need, need required me to get in my car and go anywhere so i literally stayed in the house all day on um sunday i experimented with my hair i experimented with makeup um i you know i did a little bit of pampering with myself i spent some time with the kids the grandbaby it was nice to just like be in the house with no with no you know, pressures and nothing calling you and nothing that you have to do. It was cool. Um, I didn't even cook Sunday dinner, y'all. I know. Now, usually I cook Sunday dinner um, after church, but I usually pick up some ingredients that I may need for dinner when I leave church. And because I didn't go to church, I was like, hey, Y'all gonna have to figure it out. So I didn't even cook dinner yesterday. I mean, I really was on a veg for real. But I feel good and I feel energized and I don't feel like I didn't want to come into work today. Even though when I woke up this morning, it was like two degrees outside. By the time it was time for me to go, it was like... 19 I think I think it was 19 degrees and so I was like you know let me grab my coat and get on out here with the world and I was in a good space I got to work I was feeling optimistic you can hear as long as you keep your head to the sky you know <laughs> she don't sing um <laughs> you know optimistic by the sounds of blackness if y'all know check that out um so i got into work optimistic i was like hey it's gonna be a good day and guess what y'all it was a good day not only was it a good day it was also i got good news about my about me and my job that made me feel great because there was a moment there was a moment, okay? Like, there was a whole moment where I was like, she ain't gonna make it. <laughs> she gonna have to go today. People was praying. There was, like, prayers. Like, seriously, because it was... I wasn't. But, you know, it, it was definitely better news than I have had in a couple of weeks. So, you know, it's all about like how you think. It's like how you set them up. Like I set myself up to have a good day and I'm having a good day. Shout out to me. Shout out to the Lord. Right. Holla. Um, so that's it. We, we back here, you know, to the Monday. So I'm, you know, I made it through. I was good. I was glad. Now I know a lot of you guys are on a, your three day weekend and you think that I feel that kind of way because I had to go to work today, but no, because I have a three day weekend all the time um, with the Friday. So <laughs> I'm glad that you guys get the rest today too. 
Anyway, let's get into um, the business. We want to shout out um, some of these old sponsors right there so that we can, you know, pay the bills. So I told you I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend and one of the things we did was have a conversation about relationships and um, so they brought a question to me that I was like hmm I need to think about this and I was like let me just uh, (laughs) let me just bring it to the people because since I need to think about it I know it's something that a lot of other people need to think about and um, you know have this wonderful learning and growth from so the question was what are the scars that you bring from your past relationships into your new relationship and I think that that was a wonderful question to be asked because in um, creating healthy relationships we need to be able to know ourselves and be able to communicate what those issues may be to the people that we want to get into relationship with now you know I've said before I truly believe in people taking the um, love language test so that you can communicate to the person that you are about to become to about to start a relationship with and let them know what your love languages are because if they are telling you if they can tell you that they are incapable of speaking those languages it's not um, beneficial to you most times to move forward in uh, creating a relationship with them because they're not going to speak to you in the language in which you need. Also, if somebody tells you that they can't handle the baggage that you are bringing with you, um, or if they tell you that they don't respect the things that you say may trigger some unhealthy um, actions in you, then that may be a person that you don't want to put yourself in relationship with. So, um, I had a conversation with a few of my friends. I called my friends up and I was like, hey, what do you think about this question? And they were like, listen, I'm I'm down with it. Like, let's talk about it. And I said, do you want to talk about it on the podcast? And they was like, I'm with it. So, we're going to get today a couple of snippets of me having conversations with my friends about the question what are the scars that you bring from your past relationships into your new one and also how do those scars keep you distance from the new people Yo, yo. Hey, bro. What up, though? <laughs> How's your day going? Relaxing. Wow, okay. That's even better than my last person. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's getting better. I like this. This is yeah. a good day today. I've done nothing all day. Oh, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> I just got that saying that um, you hit a certain age where you're like, I want to be able to say I have done nothing, like. You know, like when you in your early teens, your late teens, your early twenties, if you start saying nothing, it's like I don't got nothing to do. I need to find something to do. But then you hit a certain age where you're like, child, I ain't do nothing, and I feel great. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel so good because I been, didn't do nothing. I've been on my couch since Friday. Come on now. Yesterday, I was like, I was in my bed like all day. Every time somebody called me and was like, what you doing? I was like, in my bed. People would call me back like, you still in the bed? You know it. I'm not getting out. I have no reason to. <laughs> I'm doing nothing today. I'm watching. I literally watched TV almost all day yesterday. That was dope. So, I am asking people a question that was posed to me today, and I did not have a good answer. I felt like for myself. So, um, or at least I didn't have the answer that I think they were looking for. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to ask you, because now I'm asking all my friends. What are your relationship scars that you would be bringing into a new relationship? Because I think that we now need to be aware of what they are so that we can address them in our new relationship. Yeah. 
I think the only scar that I'm bringing is that I love slower. Mm. And I don't think that the scar as much as it's more just a caution. Okay. Because in the past, I've loved too quickly and too hard. And it wasn't reciprocated. And so now I don't it's not that I don't show that I care or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it right away. It's okay. And I but say, do you still act on it though without saying it? Yes. Or do you not? Does it not show up? No, I would say I still act on it. Okay. I just won't say it until I feel like the person is going to say I love you back. Uh, but you still want to say it first? Most times I feel like that's how it is going to end up is that I am going to say it first. Okay. But the last relationship I was in where I said, I love you. The response I got was all thank you. (laughs) That's that's a hurt piece for real. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't the response I was really expecting. And then I was told, well, I can't say that I love you right away. I mean, I do care for you, but I can't say the same right now. So I was just like, okay, whatever. But is that is that a problem? Because I think we talked about this like in in the moment, and I kind of felt like, thank you. Although that's not what we're looking for, it's not the same as ignoring me because I like if I say it and people just act like it didn't come out your mouth then I think that's a bad thing and I think saying thank you is kind like to say thank you and and then explain like I'm not exactly there yet but I am in more than just like with you I don't know I don't don't say it first so (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm way too nervous to tell somebody I love them before they tell me they love me yeah, well, I'm, I'm not that bold. After that relationship, I don't say it um, so quickly anymore. Okay, so that would be what would keep you from. That's something you would stop not do anymore is to just not say I love you so quickly. Right. But what? But what would be? So do you have the conversation with people that you're dating, letting them know that in the past? your love was not reciprocate, reciprocated and also that that probably was because you felt the feelings long before the other person did. Like, mm-hmm. is that a conversation that you have or is that something you just hold for yourself? It's something I hold. I try not to talk about exes to current because if it's something negative, usually that will kind of linger. And we'll tend to look for that negative thing in the current relationship. Now, we all struggle with, you know, our own demons and our own thoughts and whatnot. But oftentimes, once you speak something up, that's when it begins to manifest into something that it never needed to be. Except sometimes I feel like I need to let you know, like, where my shortcomings are, because then you might be able to assist me in getting over a hurdle. And, um, you know, like if I, if I feel like I'm a person who has trust issues, I feel like I should be able to tell you that I have trust issues without going into specifics about every person that I was with before that, you know, gave me these trust issues. I think that I should be able to let you know so that if I say some things that might seem like I'm not trusting you. You could be like, listen, we don't need to like jump off no fences because X, Y, and Z happened and or it's happening right now. We cool. I got you. Like, calm down because I don't need you calling me or like stalking me wherever I say I'm going or whatever because you dealing with some past stuff. I need you to know that my past stuff exists so that you don't get hit with a brick wall because I'm in my feelings about some past stuff. 
which is going to happen. Like something will trigger me. And if something triggers me, I don't have trust issues. I don't feel like, but if something triggers me for whatever my issue may be, I want to be able to talk about that thing to be like this thing right here that you got going on is triggering a feeling inside of me. And I don't want to let it be the negative part of where I could go with these feelings. So I'd rather be able to talk them out with you right now mm-hmm. so that we know so that you can help me hand, handle you and I better. Yeah. So I agree, but I also disagree. I totally understand what you're saying. Like, all right, I need to get everything out on the table and let you know this is what it is. Um, this is why what is 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 because of this. No, I mean, like, I need to, if I say I have trust issues, I think that you should be like, I have trust issues. In the past, I have let that, those issues play out in such a way that that causes me to to be negative towards whoever I was with. Right, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, okay, come on. (laughs) I was saying I agree with you um, in that aspect, you know, okay, let's go ahead. This is why I have trust issues. It's because of blase block. However, I guess my thought process is, and I probably say this because I've had shorter relationships. Okay. Um, after a breakup, it's there's a period of time before I jump into a next relationship. Mm-hmm. So during that period of time, I try to work on me mm-hmm. and uh, to get healed of whatever hurts were in that relationship so that I'm not carrying it into the next relationship so that I'm not bringing it up um because sometimes we don't bring up the past in such a positive way um we tend to just throw it in our new partner's face this is why i can't trust because you're doing the same thing as my ex well wait a minute right (laughs) i don't want you to do that i want you to tell people what you do because of how you felt about your ex like don't i don't feel like you should give your new person what the ex did right but I do feel like you should give the new person how you reacted to that. Mm, okay. So if if with my last person, I like let's just say they were cheating on me. The last person was cheating on me. And so once I knew that they were cheating on me, I just like started, let's just say, I started to completely shut down. Like I shut my whole self down. Uh-huh. And then after that, anything else that I felt like went with the cheating, I just shut it down. Like I just shut everything down. So if you, if I start looking like I'm shutting down on you, I need you to call me on it. Okay. That's what I mean. Like to just say, when when I was in my last relationship, one of the things, the negative things that I did was shutting down. If you feel like that, then let me know because that's part of my trust issues when I feel like I when I feel like I'm going to a place where some things make me feel like I can't trust you I'm going to shut down I don't got to give no examples of what my ex did I just need to let you know that that's what I do when I'm triggered by okay when something triggers my my um my baggage okay that makes sense because feel like you know that's how you grow Cause then that person can call you on it. Like, okay. So like what's happening here? Cause you ain't really said nothing like all day. What, what, what did, what, what are you feeling like I did to you? Because you need to communicate that. You don't get to just shut down now. Cause I already know that that's what that is. And we ain't going to let it build. Cause you didn't trust something about what I was doing. And I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. That's that, that would fall under healthy communication. For sure, you know, I you know I believe in a healthy communication now. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people got it backwards, and they choose not to communicate, and then wonder why the relationship isn't working out. Hmm. Well, maybe because you don't talk right, or you don't talk at all. Right, you're not saying what it is that you need. Now, I have to say that in doing this podcast over the year, which um. Very interesting, and it it actually I have come and my anniversary has come and gone. I didn't tell nobody. Woo! I don't know why, but like shout out to me. Um, 
and everybody who's been listening. Um, but I've had a lot of conversations with people, people who are currently married and people especially who have been divorced now. But one of the things that I've learned is that, you know, a lot of people feel like the downfall, part of the downfall of the relationship was not checking in, not like doing like a yearly review, like you got to do one at work or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sitting down and evaluating how you think the job is working for you and how, you know, how the job feel like you working for them and like, what are your goals as far as working here, continuing to work here are. I've, I've learned that those conversations need to happen in relationship um, because people just walk around being like, oh, they good or, oh, I'm good because they ain't say nothing. But sometimes we don't make enough time mm-hmm. for a conversation to actually happen because there could be a point where you where you could start to realize like maybe I maybe I really can put down this baggage that I'm still holding waiting for something to happen and it's not really a threat for me anymore. Mhm. Mhm. Cause not everybody gonna dig in the scar, like, and I think a lot of people are waiting for the new person to dig into the scar to like reopen the wound because they know right. that better than um, healing. Yep, a lot of people know uh, unhealthy relationships better than right. they know a positive, a healthy. They know unhealthy better than they know healthy relationships. And then they'll create the unhealthy relationship. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) To be able to be in a space that they're more comfortable in. Right. Yep. They start seeing the signs, quote unquote. And it's like, no, there were no signs. You're just tripping and expecting that person to do to you what the last person did. Which is why I mentioned after a breakup, you know, taking some time to try to get healed of the hurts that I had in that last relationship. Absolutely. And I definitely believe that you should take time. Now, I think I might take a little bit too much time, but <laughs> I don't think there's no such thing. Um, I don't think there's no such thing. I, we all heal. Differently. Okay. That's true. That is, you, you're right. I would, yes. especially if we're talking, you know, you just got out of a five-year relationship. I'm not yeah. expecting you to get into a relationship anytime soon. Not this year. Maybe not even next, next year. Maybe year. not even the year after that. Because no. you're now trying to deprogram from five years of a program. Right. You are That's that a is lot true. of time. It is. So if that deprogramming takes five years, it took you five years to get with that program. So now we got to take five years to deprogram from that last program. Oh, then that's the time that it takes. If it only takes you five months, hey, it only takes you five months. Whatever. I think that that's um, actually true because I know that I take a long time. Like, I'm usually in long relationships. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I take a long time to, to decide that even I even want to entertain people anymore because... Um, I definitely want to learn from what what I went through. Now, I will say that <laughs> my past two, no, not my past two, but like my longest two relationships, I feel like they were very similar because I didn't learn the first time. Mm-hmm. I would think I was just too young. But then I did learn all the lessons and in taking all the time. So you definitely do need time in between people. You can't break up with somebody and then jump into another relationship. You just can't do it because you haven't learned anything from the last one. Um, and you haven't healed from whatever scars have formed, like whatever wounds you have. They, they're not even scars yet. Mm-hmm. They're still wounds. And if you take your your open wounds into a new relationship, you're definitely going to tear that thing up because 
those people are going to have to walk around those scars. I mean, those wounds and then try you, you think you want them to like fix them or ignore the fact that they exist. Yeah. That's not going to work. Right. Yeah. And that's unfair to expect somebody else to fix what was messed up in a prior relationship. Especially not knowing what exactly that person did to create the wound. Yeah. And and that happens if you can't communicate well. If you can't uh-huh. tell somebody if you're not or if you're just not willing to tell somebody what it is that you um you know what you need, then you're never gonna get it. Right. It's taken me years to get to a place where whenever I get mad, um, I now can communicate to whomever or I can I, I now can communicate to whomever's around me, please give me, you know, five or ten minutes alone without talking so that I can, you know, get over this. Whereas in the past, I would just get mad and shut down and expect people to leave me alone based off of my silence. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair. Number one, that's not healthy communication. Um, number two, people aren't mind readers. Yes. <laughs> so unless I've communicated that I'm mad, I can't expect everybody to know that, oh, Tehran's mad, leave him alone. Well, some people actually know how to talk when they're mad. I want right. those people. I don't because my mouth is reckless. Reckless, y'all, just so y'all know. (laughs) It's best that I shut down as to not hurt anybody's feelings. Um, But I need everybody to respect that I need some shutdown time. So you've learned that now you need to request that time. Yes. And I've learned how to do it in a healthy way versus leave me the F alone, stop talking to me. Well, that's not okay. I mean, hey, I'm going to be honest. That's how I used to no, be. No, I, I mean, hey, you got to be honest. People would talk to me. I'm like, yo, leave me the F alone right now. I'm pissed off. Okay, well, your feelings are valid, but there's a healthy way to communicate that. So now when I get mad and I know I need to shut down, I'm like, yo, can you please just, please just leave me alone for like five minutes? Okay. I feel, I, I used to be a person who was shut down, but I was shut down if my feelings were hurt. And then I felt like you should know because I'm not saying anything that you hurt my feelings. Mm. And, um, you know, address me in that way. But it seemed to have annoyed people. And then they come to me like, what's wrong with you? Why is your problem? Why are you saying nothing? And now I'm like, whoa, you just <laughs> hurt my feelings. And now you yelling at me? Like, yeah. let's figure this out. And so then I address all of how, how dare you yell at me? come at me angry right now Mm -hmm. instead of addressing you hurt my feelings and then so then my feelings never get addressed because now I'm addressing your tone right right um so I definitely had to learn that 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 is a fault of mine like you're my like my feelings are not getting addressed because I didn't tell somebody like you hurt my feelings and now I need to like I need you to know that I need you to let me know when you're in a space for me to explain to you why my feelings were hurt without you feeling attacked by your actions. And then I need you to address that calmly because I don't want to have an argument about what my feelings are today, which was just not. I would be like, my feelings hurt. I'm just going to crawl under this desk right fast and just lay down here and think about why am I with you right now? <laughs> because you are like, why would I be with a person who's hurting my feelings like this? But I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say it to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, you gotta be able to communicate what your um, what your tactics are to like regroup yourself or center yourself so that you can hopefully have a conversation with somebody. And that's all part of that communication thing. Like, I feel sorry when people's relationships have failed because communication wasn't strong enough 
for them. And a lot of people that I've, I mean, you would be surprised how many people actually admit to me now that they realized that they weren't, they hadn't communicated their needs or that they hadn't listened to the needs of the person they were with and wishing that they had just done that and feeling like their relationship may not be the same as it is if they had communicated with their ex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to learn how to talk and you have to learn how to listen and then you have to learn how to adapt your behavior and apply. So uh, listen and apply. Mm, that's good. Yes. So you need to you need to talk. Let's let everybody take the note. You need to talk. You need to listen. You need to adapt. And then you need to apply. because if you can't do those things like you don't want to just I don't want to talk to you and then you just like oh okay and then walk away I'm like bruh like ma'am what are we doing do you you didn't hear me just tell you the thing and then like I don't want to be able to just say it and and somebody's just like okay I got you Mm -hmm. no what are we going to do about that because I'm in a space right now I don't want to be in that space anymore. You are helping me to be in that space. What are we going to do about that now? Because mm-hmm. relationship is about the we. Right. Of it. like There's no I in it. No. Now, I will say that one of the things you know that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's relationship communication skills I love one of the things Will Smith was saying that you know when you're in a relationship a relationship is about figuring out how to be the best you so that you can always bring the best you to the person that you say that you love Mm -hmm. and so you definitely need to evaluate more about what you how you take in and um, what you put out after you take in Instead of just being like the other person, it's like you making me feel like you causing me to do you. What are what am I doing though? Like what what are, what what am I doing with the reaction? Like what what why am I reacting the way that I do? Yeah, that's good. So, guys, I told Teron I was only going to take fifteen minutes of his time, and I'm taking up like twenty five. <laughs> this is what but, she does. But he, listen, he just told y'all he wasn't doing nothing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I thank you so much for um, giving us some of your feelings. Oh, you're welcome. um, Thoughts. It's always welcomed here. So go back to doing your nothing and um, do a little bit of nothing for me because I'm not doing nothing right now. (laughs) Well, I got to put out my encouragement video, so I'm about to get that done. Okay, um, guys, Teron does have a um, Instagram page called The Encouragement Corner. So if you guys want to go on ahead after you listen to this podcast and get encouraged by um, Teron, go ahead on over there and subscribe. Follow him over on Instagram. I'll put it down in the show notes, though. Thanks, Teron. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good night. Bye-bye. If we want to take it down to the root cause of the matter, of the matter, if we really want to take it all the way, drill it all the way down, right? I have trust issues, really for real, because growing up, I had a very dysfunctional family, unfortunately, and my mother always lied about stuff that she was going to do. It was always like this great big grandeur of we're going to Disney World, we're going to the beach. We're getting ready to go to the moon or we're getting ready to go to the grocery store. And it never, she never had any follow through. So in my mind, I, even when I was growing up, I was just like, don't even tell me anything that you're going to do. I would rather for you just to do it. And I don't know. And then it's a surprise because you lie. Okay. And so, so that expectation doesn't work for you. Like you, anytime somebody so you you don't take promises well 
No, I don't. Not at all. Mm-mm. But has that happened with with the the men that you've dated? Like, do you run into a lot of things where the men that you've dated will do this? Now, I personally said that I have a lot of, I feel like a lot of my scars come more from my childhood than they do from dating. Uh, but so I'm, you know, I'm asking to just find out for you, do you feel like those things have actually shown up or do you just like try to keep them from, from coming? I don't know if I can keep them from coming, but I do know that they've showed up. Like, are you trying to be, um, Raven Simone? Um, what's that show she used to have? That's a raven when she had the premonitions and then tried to do all the stuff to try no. to keep the thing from happening. And next thing you know, it's happening because she didn't no. did everything to try to keep it from happening. Mm-mm. No, I don't think um, that's it. I just think that I, I, there's just been some untruths told. And, you know, everybody tells, nobody's walking around here like Mother Teresa. So I do understand that. But there have been some really big things told to me that has have just changed and changed my thought process on how men lie. And we all do as well. We men and women. But I say men lie, um, women lie. I promise you they do. Right. <laughs> men lie and women lie. But, you know, from my, a couple of relationships that I've had, and, you know, something, I can't put it all on them. You know, I've made some very bad choices as it pertains to men. And I think that I've had two really, really, really good men in my life that if I just would have rode the wave and if I just would have rode the wave, it would have been okay. And I didn't, right? One, I was just too young for it. Um, and then the second one, we ended up just not being very, um, sexually compatible and just the things that I needed in life. And, you know, Daniel says I I want adventure, but it could have been adventure. It could have been, you know, just, I just didn't want the monotony of it. And it just became overwhelming. And I really don't think that we knew each other enough, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which is my, uh, ex-husband. We met down in Atlanta, and then he flew me back and forth for a year, back and forth down here, and then we moved in together, and then after that, we 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 lived together for a year, and then we got married. No, we didn't. We didn't live together for a year. I moved down here in 2005, and we got married in 2005, and I don't think that that a year of no, visiting with someone for a weekend at a time, of course, you you only see the highlights. You see the highlight reel every time you come down to visit somebody. And I didn't get the full essence of who he was, even mm-hmm. though he still is a great man today. Um, he's a great man today. Okay. He is um, a great man, guys. He is, he's a great man today, but he's just not for me, mm-hmm. right? Even today, but it's okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you, so when when you are then, when you're dating somebody, do you feel like you need to, do you feel like you can um, tell, like, do you feel like you can tell people up front that you have these trust issues? Like, can, do you tell people up front, like, don't, I try. don't promise me things? Because I was talking to, um, I was talking to somebody that I used to date. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, perfect. I was talking to somebody that I used to date and they were telling me that they didn't feel like some of the the things that I needed, they didn't feel like I was giving enough, um, like clarity. Right. For them to understand what it is that I needed. And so I 
would have said back then, not now, but back then I would have said that they failed me on some things. But now yeah. I feel like I failed myself because I wasn't clear on what I what I needed from them. And so True. I'm I'm hoping that if I step into a new relationship Hey, can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, good. <laughs> so, um, in an effort to try to balance out the conversation this week, I thought I'd bring on a couple more people on this episode just to get people's um, perspective on the same question that I've been asking everybody today. <clears throat> so, guys, this is Vaughn um, of the Vaughn Chris Cookies. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Vaughn. Um, now y'all can match a voice to the company. Make sure y'all buy some cookies yeah. today. VaughnChris.com. Yes, VaughnChris.com. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you, Vaughn is one of my very, very, very special and close friends. Um, and so in asking the rest of my friends, I wanted to get your answer to the question, which is, what are your relationship scars? that you bring you would be bringing to your new relationship and then how do those scars keep you distance from the people that in the new relationships you're trying to develop just so you know you didn't write scars in my memo I sure didn't because I'm looking <laughs> at it right now <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about <laughs> sorry let me change it just in case I ever need it again yes Vaughn always call me on the stuff that I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but like those those small details, those are the things that I always need Vaughn yeah, for. You Absolutely. Change, you changed the whole topic on that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was still willing to do it. So yeah. shout out to you. Sure was. <laughs> So now that you've had a chance to think about this in a different way, what would they be? Like, what do you think is a relationship scar that you carry? Relationship scar that I carry? I think um, I've gotten better with it, but I think probably... That's from talking to the Oracle. Shout out to me. <laughs> I'm taking right. I'm taking credit for it whether it is or not. <laughs> well, definitely just being hurt and people um, just basically trampling all over your trust. Because <clears throat> for a while I had a lot of trust issues because I didn't trust anybody. Um, my saying before was, you know, how we say guilty until proven innocent. I mean, innocent until proven guilty. My thing was always guilty until proven innocent. So you can tell me anything, and I didn't believe it until you proved that it was actually true. So I've gotten better with that, but that was my scar before. Okay, so now you don't think that you do it anymore, or not, you're more conscious of it. I'm definitely more conscious of it, and I try not to at least show it to the person. Okay. That 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 my that excuse me that that is my scar, and it's just more of an internal thing that I'm kind of dealing with. So then that means that anytime that you're with somebody, you would just assume that they are guilty of things that you thought they were doing? Mm, pretty much. <laughs> and then they needed to prove that to you, but you do you tell them at least that you feel a way? No. <clears throat> so for me to help my thought process through the whole thing, I would just, you know, ask questions and, you know, just, you know, making sure that whatever they're answering is consistent or, you know, whatever I'm dealing with, you know, their answer makes sense or just something like that. So they have no idea that what I'm doing is creating like a checks and balances, but if they just do their part and they're telling the truth. Y'all, just from experience, I want you guys to know that there's a lot of questions. And... <laughs> <laughs> if you're not careful, you can trip yourself up real fast. So, like, you have to be, you definitely, there, 
there has been a point where there were like questions and questions and you're like, I don't even know no more what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's um, not an interrogation. Or at least I don't feel like it should be or is, but they, they may feel like it may be. Yeah. Yeah, to some people, to some people, it'll definitely, it would feel like an interrogation. And to other people, it's just like, why are you asking me all these questions all of a sudden? Right. Um, so you never know, because you never know how people take them. Right. So th- then I was just asking people, now that you feel like you have, one, identified that that is um, one of your scars, do you tell people up front now that that's an issue for you? Like, do you know what the triggers are for um, your wound to start to be opened? Um, scenario, no, but I'll generalize it and just kind of tell people, um, you know, of trust issues. But I think everybody kind of has trust issues nowadays. Um, so by, by that point, we're just all in the same boat and we're just kind of all moving along the same path. But I'll kind of just generalize it and not really go into detail as specific as what we just mentioned. Okay. Because my my thing was talking to the other people, all mm-hmm. all of our guests today is just like, you know, when I'm thinking about um like when I want to start a relationship with somebody or you or anybody else, um, now I'm offering up the advice that you could talk to the person like before you are officially in a relationship, but you're working towards one to tell people from my past relationships, there have been some trust issues, which are natural because, you know, the age in which the age that we are now, you're definitely going to have some scars if you've been in relationships and um, knowing what your triggers are to say, like, if you, if you feel like those things are happening, you know, let's communicate. Let me know that you see them and then talk about it. Because sometimes, like, we don't know that we've been triggered and start to do those, you know, those things like you with the questioning. Like, you could be, start questioning people. And if the person you're with knows, like, okay, so the questioning thing is, like, one of the one of the actions that happens after they're triggered by something they feel like I may have done. Mm-hmm. Like then, it, like if you let people know that ahead of time, you can have a conversation before we get way too far into mistrust. Okay. Um. So my example was like, if you were in a relationship with somebody in the past who cheated on you, and you know that when you feel like somebody is doing some things that um just are suspicious I there was a point where I would just like shut down if I feel like you hurt my feelings I'm going to shut down we ain't talking about it I'm not Mm -hmm. bringing it up but I kind of feel like you should know that like I'm shutting down so absolutely address me but the new person doesn't really know what the shutdown is about they just know that I'm shutting down so if I let the new person know like when I shut down that's because my feelings are hurt about something and I need you to like help me come out of that Instead of just letting me be shut down for two, three days, waiting for me to talk to you again. Um, Whatever the trigger is, like, you don't have to be like, because in my last relationship, somebody was cheating on me and they never wanted to listen to me. So I just start shutting up. Like, you don't got to do all of that. You just need to know what your action is. And say, like, are you cool with that? Like, are you able, do you feel like you might be able to, like, when I start questioning you, instead of being like, what's with all the questions? Like, why do I... Just be like, okay, what's what's going on? Because you asked me a lot of questions, and we both know that that's a, that's a trigger for you. Like something's been triggered. So what have I done? Because that's what you really want to address. You don't want to address why am I asking you a thousand questions. We want to address what made you feel like you needed to ask all those questions. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to ask questions regardless. <laughs> no, it it could be a different tone behind the question. So like in your scenario where if you shut down, you're asking for the help of the other person to recognize your shutdown and then ask them to, you know, converse through your shutdown. So in my situation, the questions are going to get asked regardless. But if it's a tone that may be wrong, maybe the person could help me 
translate that tone into a different tone so that we can move through these questions. These questions are gonna get answered. Asked, right, but bro. they could also but they could also know what it is they're doing that made you feel like you needed to ask the questions. But they may not be doing anything. It's just it's just my way of validating the information you, that they're telling me is correct. But they could they could very well be not doing anything. That's dangerous. <laughs> That's dangerous. And if I'm not doing anything and you, you're questioning my doing nothing, how do I defend that? What's to defend? It's just answering the questions. Not if what? I feel like I'm being interrogated. Right. So that's the thing. So why do you feel interrogated would be the next question. If, if, I, if, if I don't have the liberty to ask questions in conversation, why do you not feel interrogated by it? Well, I would believe... That if I feel like I'm being interrogated, just for me, I would feel like if this isn't our normal conversation, the way that we converse with each other, mm-hmm. then this and so this looks different. So why are we at this different way of communicating right now? I think it would only feel like an interrogation if the person felt like they were being interrogated, meaning if they felt like they were hiding something <laughs> or felt like they weren't truthful with something. I'm not feel like that. it'll be an interrogation, but if somebody is like clean and just like, you know, answering a few questions, then I think they would just converse and maybe ask some questions back to me. I don't think a person with true innocence would feel interrogated. Hmm. I can see that. I don't know. I can't even really respond to that because I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I've ever been called out on suspicious activity. Mm-hmm. So I can't even really speak to how I would feel or how I felt if I, you know, when I was doing suspicious activity and then I got called out on it. Cause that's never been one right. of the issues in, in any relationships that I've been in. So not for, but, not for me. So I don't know how, I, I don't know if I would feel, you know what I mean? Like I can't even call, I can't even call like whether I would feel guilty or whatever if you ask me questions. Cause I've never been in a position where I was really like hiding some stuff. And that's fair, but again, it may not even be necessarily something that was done like on a suspicious level. It could just be, hey, I went to Walmart after work today. So then my question is like, oh, well, what did you get at Walmart? You know, what did you do after that? Or what time did you leave? It's not really, I'm I'm not really thinking that you're suspicious and you went somewhere else besides Walmart. It's just that, you know, I'm just in conversation asking questions, but then if something don't line up in those questions, then yeah, it'll turn into a suspicious act for me, but okay, I think the questions are just normal at first and then depending on what it is, it can turn into something different, but okay, but for, that's what I'm saying for me, I always ask questions and I think everybody really should, but then I think it, it could turn into something different if something is suspicious or if the person is starting to feel interrogated by it. I think we've crossed over into another round, but that is something (laughs) that I usually face. Um, And partly because of the person that I was dealing with before, um, it was a daily thing. Um, But usually, like in in that Walmart example, it's a couple questions and I'm done. Like, I'm good. I got my validation. You know, I, I check mark the box in my head and, you know, later on, hopefully something comes up and we go back to Monday where you told me you went to Walmart and that is still consistent by Wednesday. I'm good, you know, but if it comes down to the point where things aren't lining up by two or three, then we might have a problem with four or five. Well, that's true. I can see that. Yeah. But you feel like now you you don't do that as easily I don't, I feel like now I'm able to, hmm, I feel like now I'm able, okay, honestly, I feel like now I'm able to um, not go that hard initially when meeting someone. If I if I ever have to feel like I have to ask that many questions, then I'm already out because okay. I don't trust you already. And okay. so I'm already like 
not even feeling comfortable with this whole thing. Um, so that particular questioning would come from mainly on that level. It was someone I was in a relationship with. Okay. That makes sense. Yes, that does make mm-hmm. sense. Well, but yeah, because I was just like, you know, like when you're when when you're speaking to people and you like you're getting to know them, right? And um, you know, you so something would make you feel like you know you're going to ask questions and then those questions aren't answered consistently, then you kind of start to then abuse be prepared to abuse yourself to continue on with somebody like that right, you yeah. know what i mean and so you have to get to a point where you just like you have to recognize like this is this won't work for me because like whatever your love language is is not being met because these questions aren't being answered correctly whatever that isn't to continue on with them is um like oppressing yourself and right. putting yourself preparing to put yourself into a place of pain unnecessarily that you were that you were in before right and and a lot of people though will go there like a lot of people will be like oh i recognize this pain i'll walk with you here and be upset with you because you're doing this thing that i'm allowing you to do to me because i recognize this pain and i don't want to learn anything new yeah so um i've been trying to tell people that my new thing is one once you get out of a relationship with somebody, especially if it's like a long-term relationship, that you have to learn how to deprogram yourself from that relationship. Um, And then also when you're in your new relationship, you have to learn how to um, effectively communicate your needs and then listen to the other person in a way that allows you to adapt some of their needs into your program Mm-hmm. And then apply like that whole learning process. Like you need to be able to don't don't just like talk like for me, like don't talk to me. I'm telling you my needs and then you just like, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sitting there like, what you got? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Like, what have you learned? Like, how are you gonna apply that to us now? And that really comes from this thing that I've learned doing this mm-hmm. podcast. I've had conversations with people who always say that their relationships and a lot of times for me, it's a lot of women talking about their marriages ending, saying that they didn't do enough check-ins on their relationship to evaluate where we at, where we're at in this space right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I think that if you can speak about how you feel in a relationship at periods in a relationship, then you gain more trust of people um, because you you really believe and know whether or not they're like really getting to learn you because mm-hmm. like people who would be with you I think would be would learn like o- over time that like you know consistency in um, communication is a big issue and if yeah and if I it could, because every that's not for everybody you know what I mean like everybody doesn't ask the questions and not that it's excessive for you or not enough for another person but everybody's priorities are different and if I understand what your priorities are and I don't apply that to how I communicate and relate to you then we can hit a point where I know that it's not good and you don't know that it's not good so then when I'm ready to break up with you you standing around there like what happened Uh, do you think pet pet peeves are the same thing like, because I would go over, we would go over pet peeves, like, in the dating space and then kind of toss back and forth things that both sides hate. Do you think that's kind of the same thing or is that different? From? Scars. <clears throat> I think it depends on how much it, it moves you, like. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that it depends on how much that the the pet peeve moves you. Because then, if it moves you to like if it heightens your your mm-hmm. feelings, then then that's more of a scar and not a pet peeve. I asked that because it, when you were talking, it reminded me of some examples where I would have those conversations, and then the person would still do exactly the thing that we talked about that I hate. Because some things <laughs> like there, like there are some things that. 
I know that I like I'll be with somebody and there's there's things that they told me that they don't like that I do and I'm just like that's me though so like if you don't like it and I do it and I'm not purposely doing it then we probably shouldn't be together if it annoys you to to an extent right um because for me, it would feel like it's like a small thing, but for them, it would feel like it's a big thing. And I'm like, I'm not even intentionally doing these things, but they're annoying you. Yeah. Yeah, I think, not to get off topic, but I, yeah, I think if it's like a level 10 annoyance, then yeah, we probably shouldn't be together. But if it's like a one or two, then there may be some, what do, what do people say? Um, what's the word? You know how people... Uh, Dang, I can't think of the word right now. When they adjust their lifestyle <laughs> for the person, it's not adjust though. It's oh, yeah, like a conforming. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I know, you know relationships you know, require some compromise. So I think yeah. that would be an example of like a small compromise if it didn't bother you that much. Maybe. Yeah, I think like like if like if I if you have a house where you don't like the shoes on, like walking through your house, and then you tell people like I really like for people to leave their shoes at the door. And then as examples, because there's always shoes at the door, I feel like that could be you know, a small thing where you're like, for the person, it's like, it's really not that big for you to keep the shoes on um, in the house. Like, we know this. Like, if you you don't like to walk barefoot on the floor, we can keep slippers by the door for you. But, like, the shoe thing is big for me. And I think that it, I think those type of things, it's like, let's evaluate how big it is for both of us because there's some things that, you know, people are naturally going to do. Um, And if it's, if you're saying it's big for you to not have that happen and I'm saying, well, it's still kind of big for me to actually do, then we probably shouldn't be together because this is going to be an issue all the time. And, you know, I know that, you know, (laughs) that um, there will be people who will say, I'm not doing it. Like I won't do it. (laughs) Okay. I got it. I like, you don't like it. I won't do it. And because they, they're not genuinely feeling like it's a big deal. They still do it. And then it becomes a bigger issue because I already told you right. that this is an mm-hmm. issue for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think it it does definitely depend on how much it moves you. Yeah, to, I agree with that. To decide. I feel like you're giving some good stuff today. I think this is a good overall, I think this is a good conversation with people because I don't think people think it out loud. Mm-hmm. I know my friends do because we have these kind of conversations all the time. time. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to have, I just wanted the listeners to hear like how the circle talks and like, you know, the the communication is possible and that you could talk it out with your friends and you could talk it out with the people that you're in relationship with. Like it is possible to do those things and have healthier relationships where you don't have to one, give up everything of yourself to be with somebody and mm-hmm. you don't have to um, require somebody to give up everything of themselves mm-hmm. to be with you. Definitely. Totally agree 100%. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good. <laughs> so thank you so much, Vaughn, for um, coming on today. Again, guys, don't forget to go grab those Vaughn Christmas <laughs> They are so delicious. You won't regret it. <laughs> so check out vaughnchriscookies.com and um join that cookie club all right all right bye bye see you later